Welcome to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. My name is Miles Dawson, I'm your host today. I run the Emerging Vendor team here at IDC UK. Here we will be connecting with leading analysts talking about topics and issues affecting the IT industry today. We'll be covering a wide array of topics such as security, augmented reality, digital transformation, internet of things, cognitive systems, among plenty of other topics too providing some useful insights and predictions that will help you achieve your business goals. So before we get underway, if you don't know IDC, uh, we're one of the largest market intelligence and advisory firms in the world with over 50 years experience in tracking the information technology, telecommunications and consumer technology markets. What this series will do is talk about current trends and issues surrounding the IT industry and hopefully providing some useful insights and predictions for the future as well. So without any further ado, uh, let us begin our topic today, which is all about the changing face of IT security. And for that, I'm joined today by Duncan Brown, who is our research director for the IDC European Security Programme. Hello, Duncan. Hey, Miles. Duncan, um, can you give us our listeners a little bit of a background about yourself and the topic today? Um, yeah, so gosh, I've been in the industry for over 25 years, started in application development, uh, writing programmes for secure uh, banking transactions, um, and... I've been in security pretty much ever since then. So um, it, what's interesting is that that long perspective um, gives me perhaps a different view on, on security because it is very trendy uh, right now. There's, there's clearly a lot happening. There's lots of drivers that we can talk about in, in just a second. But essentially, the core problems that we are experiencing today are pretty much the same as we were experiencing 25 years ago. And some of the disciplines and practices um, are or should be uh, the same. I think it's just that the scale of the problem has now got serious. That's interesting. So you think the consumerization of IT has really had the, the biggest effect, would you say, on the, on the security industry? Um, partly. Uh, so when you democratise IT, uh, that's great for empowerment of, you know, everybody at large. I mean, they are teaching IT coding skills in schools to six-year-olds now, which is great from IT literacy point of view. But I can tell you, in in the syllabus for six-year-olds, there's nothing about security. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and so the next generation of professionals that are creating IT assets uh, are not familiar enough with security, not building security uh, into what they're designing. And that is one of the fundamental problems that, that we're facing right now. And I'm afraid we're reaping the consequences of that uh, today. Absolutely. So you feel that these organisations are almost being forced into a flux state where they have to change quickly without um, sort of planning in the future? Or so, do you think they're... Uh... Yeah, so one of the big challenges for security that we have today is keeping up with the pace of business. So what I, what I call security at the speed of business... And at the moment, security is going at the speed of security, which is which is slower than uh, than business, and it's getting left behind. So you have 
uh, you know, cloud services being adopted on a mass scale. We have IoT devices being uh, shipped out and um, deployed on a mass scale with very little understanding of, uh, of security. It would be handy if you gave us a bit of a high-level overview. I mean, we just talked about consumerization of IT there, which is pretty fascinating. What are the other big drivers for, in 2017, do you think, for the security, uh, the security market? Well, there are three big drivers, macro drivers as we call them, that are driving a whole bunch of activity in security. So the first one is what we call the dynamic threat landscape. Uh, that's more bad stuff happening more often to more people, more or less what I, what I said earlier. And partly that is created by this, uh, this broad use of technology that was never designed to be uh, secure. And when the risk was relatively low, that wasn't an issue. Now the risk is higher suddenly is an issue, it's a really big issue. Um, so it's partly to do with that. It's also partly to do with um, the increase in the uh, criminal fraternity, understanding that the rewards from cybercrime are very high and the risks of being caught are very low. So it's it's almost the ideal path. I'm not advising uh, listeners to adopt this as a career <laughs> path, but it is almost the ideal criminal uh, venture to get into because, you know, high rewards, low risk. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you, if you were of that mindset, why would you, why would you not? Um, so that's a big dimension. And then, you know, just recently in the last couple of months or so, we've seen a much more sinister dimension. I know it's been kicking around for a while, but we've seen, um, you know, the first instances of accusations where one nation state is trying to impact the democratic process of another uh, nation state um, through uh, hacking of of emails, releasing information to the public domain that affects the result uh, of of an election. And you know wh- whether you think this is a, a, a conspiracy theory or whether you think it's fact or something in between. Certainly, that there is a possibility of that happening uh, now, and a lot of. Uh, nation-state activity, nation-on-nation activity. The UK admits that it does, it has an offensive capability. The US now admits that uh, offensive capability as well. So all that just ha- just raises the stakes in uh, in the cyber world. So, and that's just one driver. <laughs> okay, before we get started, that's just that, the first one. So that's just one driver. So the other, so it's the second driver is um, uh, digital transformation. So that's the adoption of cloud and mobile, social uh, business uh, analytics, increasingly Internet of Things, um, and that's the big drive towards um, using those technologies for greater collaboration with other parties. Um, so organisations are collaborating with uh, their customers more, with their partners and supply chain. Um, also changing the relationship with their own um, with their own employees using cloud technologies and so on, and that's great again for a business efficiency point of view, but really putting a lot of challenges on securities and security. Traditionally, has said no, we can't do that. Uh, you can't use cloud. You can't use mobile. Digital transformation is a business initiative, so that means it happens whether mm-hmm. security wants to do wants it or not, yep. uh, and so. What we find is that it happens and security isn't involved, and then you know we get data leaks and a whole bunch of other stuff like that. So, so but digital transformation really puts the emphasis um, on security, as I said earlier, to do to do security, but at the speed at which business requires it to do. So that's another big driver. And the third one um, is regulation, particularly GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation, coming in. Uh, in May 2018, Um, but that's just uh, one of a whole tranche of uh, legislation, much of which is coming out of the EU, but not exclusively. We we have other 
um, regulations uh, and rules and judgments in, in other countries, some of which create conflicts of jurisdiction. So that's always an interesting um, place uh, to be. But by and large, you know, the regulatory upheaval, increasing the consequences, uh, you know, in terms of fines, in terms of reputational damage of getting uh, security wrong. So that, that's, that's the third big driver. That's actually quite interesting. It leads me on to one of my first questions, which is about GDPR. Um, I've got a couple of questions around it, but the first one is, I mean, we hear a lot about GDPR. We hear a lot Good. about it in the media, from yourself, in <laughs> yep. the media, all over the place. Yep. I mean, from, from someone such as myself, who's not an expert in security, is it going to have the impact that you're all suggesting? Or is it is it just another one of the many regulations that the EU brings out that kind of changes things a little bit, but doesn't really have a real impact on the ground? So... I, I, I think we can be unequivocal here. I think GDPR is going to be huge, or in fact already is huge, and it's already having an impact. So we've got, um, I think, less than 18 months now uh, before it is uh, enforced. Um, but that's going to be a very frantic uh, 18 months as organisations work out um, what they need to do in order to be compliant and then, and then go and do it. Um, I think the first thing I would say is that it's not just limited to security. There is... A lot in GDPR that is related um, to security, but actually much more that relates to more generic information lifecycle management, information governance. Um, And so I'm working with my uh, peers across IDC in the uh, data storage, information lifecycle, analytics, mobility, print, uh, telecoms, a whole bunch of other areas that are also affected by by GDPR. So um, it, it's much broader than security. Uh, but that said, the impact of getting security wrong is pretty profound from a GDPR point of view. I mean, you, you, the, the fines are high, the reputational damage from mandatory breach notification is uh, potentially uh, substantial. So there's a big emphasis on, on security market from that. And what are the fines like? So if, if, if you're not compliant with GDPR, I mean, how bad, how bad can it really get? Um, so the maximum potential fine is 4% of global annual revenue, um, which is, uh, by all accounts, it's a big number. Um, so two things to say, I think, on the fines. One is that they are designed to be uh, dissuasive, uh, as they use that word in, in GDPR. So they are supposed to hurt. Mm. Yeah. So if there's any... Um, naysayers out there that are thinking, oh, well, nobody ever gets fined um, under the existing regime. Why would it change under GDPR? There's absolutely the intent within the regulator community to uh, to uh, levy fines um, that are dissuasive and act as a deterrent to other um, companies' uh, non-compliance. So that's one thing. The other thing, though, is you have to try really hard to get hit by a 4% fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be egregious in your non-compliance, essentially. Um, and the, the converse is also true. If you can demonstrate that you've tried really hard to be compliant and you just got hit by a targeted attack, for example, um, then you, you'll still get fined, I'm sure. But what will determine the size of the fine is how well you respond to that. Mm. Um, you know, Can you evidence that you were trying hard? Uh, did you have good audit trails? Have you good... Do you have good forensics? Uh, did you actually find the breach yourself, or you know, were you told by the the, the regulator or, na- or national authority or third party? That's never a good position uh, uh, to be in. 
so if you find it yourself, so all these mitigating factors uh, really do help. So I think most organisations, if they do get fined, will not be in the four percent territory unless they are in breach of, unless they just have untried hard, mm. or unless they are in breach of you know one or two of the core principles of GDPR. I mean, it's it's not just a couple of kids sitting in their bedrooms hacking <laughs> hacking video games anymore, is it? It's become an entire global problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I come from the generation that grew up on uh, war game, the film war games. I don't know, mm-hmm. Miles, you're probably too young to have seen that, um, but um, you know, that's it, it's that kind of thing. It's 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 kids in their bedroom, and that's the kind of mentality that that the security industry I think has grown up. Um, it, 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 this, this is an industry. The, 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 the attacker community is an industry and they are specialised, they are well motivated and resourced. They can, if they are motivated to do so, do anything. And I mean anything. They can get into any system if they are motivated uh, to do so. Um, you're using a variety of techniques that we don't have time to, to go into uh, uh, today. So it is a, it is a fundamental societal and geopolitical uh, issue now this isn't just you know as you say um, kids in their bedroom although ironically top talk was kids in their bedroom you know so you know that, that they still exist <laughs> yeah, they do but um, you know the more targeted attacks sophisticated attacks are um, our nation state sponsored or criminal or possibly both absolutely um so looking forward, I mean, IDC are thinking about their 2020 vision. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the, the big major changes coming down the pipe in the next, by 2020 and beyond for the security industry? Yep. So, um, so really um, trying to catch up uh, with uh, the digital transformation technologies. So cloud in particular is massive. Security of IoT, we just talked about, I think that's also going to be uh, massive. We're, we're investing a lot uh, in research in both of those uh, areas. I think um, we are at the point now, cloud going mainstream, I think we're there or thereabouts. It's, I think by the end of the decade, we're saying something like 43%. So just just under half of infrastructure will be off-prem uh, uh, cloud-based, uh, whether it's hybrid or, 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 or public cloud, is, um, you know, it's, uh, that, that, that's, that's debatable, but it's, it's off-prem. Um, that is only possible if we crack security. And I think security is now at the point in the cloud where it's as good, if not better, than you can affordably deliver on-premise. So from a technological point of view, I think we're there or thereabouts. Um, what we've got to overcome, particularly in Europe, is the perception of cloud, it being it being less than secure. And once we get the, past the security issue, um, is it private? Can we assure data protection? So back to the GDPR um, uh, uh, conversation. Again, that's happening. It's happening slower, slower in Europe than it is in, or it has in the US, for example. So we're, we are playing catch up in Europe, but I think that in the next four or five years, uh, we'll get there. Um, I do believe that's all we've got time for today. I'd like to thank uh, Duncan Brown for attending. Thank My you pleasure. Very much. Thanks, Miles. And uh, thank you all very much for listening. Please join us next time where we will discuss another burning topic affecting the IT industry. In the meantime, if you would like to learn more about this topic and more, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at IDC underscore Mia. And you can also follow Duncan as well. Duncan, what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Duncan W. Brown. And you've got a prize if you can guess what the W stands for. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook, on LinkedIn and YouTube. Uh, Thank you and have a great day.